Hi, and welcome to the Encouraging Word podcast. And uh, this week, we are going to be doing another interview, which I'm really excited about. Um, and what, what reason why we're doing these interviews is because we see it's so important um, to hear the stories of the people within our church, um, that when we hear their stories, we hear how Jesus Christ interacts with their stories. Um, we can also benefit our own stories and our own walk with Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and again, we want to thank everyone who's been listening to this podcast. Um, we've been doing it now for, man, almost a year and a half now. It's just kind of crazy how the time has flown by. Um, but we've heard a lot of encouraging stuff from you, from our listeners, from you guys, and we want to thank you all for that. Um, and we're going to continue to hopefully bring you good stuff um, that can help grow and strengthen your faith. Um, and again, uh, if you have any suggestions, email Paul, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Email Paul email if you have any, any topic suggestions <laughs> or complaints. Just email Paul. Um, so, yeah, so this week we're going to be doing an interview, and we're going to be interviewing Frank Thomas. And um, so we're going to hear about his story. We're also going to hear about the ministry that him and his wife um, head up, um, Armor Disciples, um, a great ministry, a part of this church that has done many great things. So I'm really excited about hearing about that as well. So... To get started, we're just going to go off with a really easy question. Um, what are your plans this summer, Frank? Well, my plans this summer. Well, I had plenty of plans to go out to our camper and spend a lot of time out there, but uh, church and the ministry and my job, they had other plans. So, uh, you know, work, work's work been uh, really challenging and then... Uh, to stay focused on the ministry, you know, that's, that takes a lot of work. I mean, it's not, it's not easy to run a, a motorcycle ministry. And, uh, even though we have plenty of help, I mean, everybody that's in our ministry is very, very helpful. It's just, there's a lot of work that needs done. So we're, we're focused on the ministry. Um, we are focused on our jobs. We're focused on stuff here at church and, uh, you know, then if we have time later, then we'll go out to the camper and do some fishing and some some other stuff. So that's about it for summer. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we, we honed in on summer for a second. Now let's step back. And and uh, this may be the, the question I'm most excited about because, like, uh, Frank is a, a, a person of legend. Like, if you, if you know anything about Frank here in this church, you know, people know everything about him. They think they do long before they meet him. And there's all these rumors. I'm kind of making this up, but it's it's partially true. Like Frank, you know, Frank was in in Nam, and and uh, he once rescued 800 kids from a burning building. Like yeah. he's seriously the, the the thing of legend. So I want to hear from his Who mouth Frank's story. I, I'm kind of exaggerating. exaggerating but, you know, right. it's just the feel, like the vibe that you give off here at the Frank at the church, Frank, and, and uh, you know, so. So the reason I say that is because it's why I'm so excited to ask this question, because I, I get to hear from your lips, Frank, your, your story, you know, what, what Frank is all about, uh, your background, um, and, uh, you know, what you do for a living, a little bit about your family. So, you know, just give us the, the uh, quick rendition of who Frank is um, and, and your story of your life, uh, family job, all that good stuff. Let's hear Frank. All right. Well, I mean... I don't know if I can live up to that hype, you know. I mean, that's 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 some big shoes to fill. But since you brought it up, I mean, I guess I'll go back, like with any job interview where I put on the paper. You know, I only usually go back to my last job. So, um, 
you know, I was in the United States Marine Corps from 96 till 2000. It was not NAM. <laughs> not anywhere close NAM. There were not any, any burning buildings and thousands of children that I, that I rescued either. Um, but, you know, after, after I got out of the Marine Corps, you know, I came home. And like many other Marines and other men and women and other branches of service, you know, we struggle to get back to a civilian lifestyle. Um, you know, we're, we're so organized and we're so taught that this has to happen at this precise moment and that has to happen at this precise moment when you're in the service that you just kind of get into that mindset. And when you come out, it's totally different. You know, I mean, you, you kind of, yes, there's things that need to be done at a certain time, but you can kind of work at your own pace. And it's, it's really hard for a lot of service members to, uh, you know, get used to that lifestyle. Um, so, you know, when I came back, you know, I got kind of mixed up with some bad crowd, you know, I went and started hanging out with some buddies that, uh, you know, while I was in, they were experimenting with their own stuff, you know, and I got caught up in a little bit of their actions, you know, I did, um, got caught up in some drugs, heavy drinking, um, you know, and I just, I kind of worked jobs that would support the habit instead of working jobs that, you know, wanted to build a life for myself. And, you know, that, that kind of all happened. Um, and it, it felt like it went on forever. I mean, that, that kind of lifestyle is, it's really like slow motion. Um, and then, you know, I met Lisa and, uh, you guys have had Lisa on your podcast before and you guys both know Lisa. And, uh, so she was everything, you know, I mean, she just, you know, she was, she was it. Um, she had a daughter, Emily, who, uh, who I loved and, um, you know, so I didn't realize it then, but I do now that, you know, I believe that God put her in my life to correct my path, um, because the path I was going down was, it was no good. Um, so, you know, that being said, you know, that's a little bit about my background. Um, as far as my family, there's Lisa, of course, who's my wife. Uh, we've been married 20 years this year in October. Um, we have two daughters, Emily, who I mentioned before, and Madison, who comes to church all the time. She works here at the church. She's part of the youth group and, and everything. Uh, and Emily, she just turned 27. She works multiple jobs. She's just trying to figure out who she is right now, you know, like any other 27-year-old. Mm -hmm. And uh, Madison just graduated high school. June 2nd, she graduated, so she had her graduation then. Um, so we kind of got the house to ourselves. We kind <laughs> of, right. I mean, Madison probably will never leave. She'll probably be one of those kids that's like 35 and still living in the basement, you know. But, uh, but that's all right, you know, I'd, I'd love to have her. Um, but no, she does have plans. She wants to uh, go to school to be a child psychologist. Um, but I still have hope that she might go into the Marine Corps first and just get that experience. <laughs> Um, and then as far as my job, well, I've worked at a steel mill for the last 18 years. Um, and also since I've been there, I've had the opportunity to be trained as an EMT. And that's not, you know, not saying that I'd give up my job at the steel mill right, right. to become an EMT, but it's always nice to know that I have that to fall back on if I need to. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's about the background of family and job of it. You know, that's about it. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I'm kind of going to ask you a question that isn't 
particularly on the list. Um, but I got a question about how did you come to, like, how did you and Lisa find Rocky River United Methodist Church? How did you get connected to the church, like kind of the origin story of that? Sure, sure. Um, so her brother, Chris, started coming to the church, and he mentioned it to Lisa because Lisa was always talking about going to church, and she always loved going to church, and I was one of those guys that just fought it tooth and nail. I'm like, I don't have to go to church. I can talk to God wherever I want. I'm going to sit at home and talk to God. But Lisa kept pushing. You know, she just would not stop. She was relentless. And, uh, you know, Chris actually told her about this church. And um, so she started coming here, and I was like, well, you go on. Do your thing. You know, you, you got it, you know. And uh, she started coming, and then and then she kind of tricked me into coming to the Loaves of Fun Fair. And I, I don't remember. What, what year was that, Paul? Do you remember? Oh, man. Spot. Uh, must have been like 15, ago. 16, yeah, something, something like that. that. 15, yeah. 14, something like that, whatever. Years ago? No. No, no. <laughs> 2015. Uh, 2015, I believe it was. Um, so she, she kind of tricked me into that. She uh, she said, hey, listen, it's it's a it's a carnival in the parking lot. It's, they got a bouncy house. It'd be great for Madison. We'll take her up there. We'll have a good time and all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'll go to the car. You know, so we hop in the car and start to pull into the parking lot. And she goes, but we have to attend service first. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. Smooth. So, yeah, she was, she was very, very smooth. Yeah. So, so we came in and we went into the sanctuary and... Uh, for service and and I sat there like a deer in headlights you know I didn't know what to do it was you know I'm just like oh, what am I doing here you know I don't I don't really know you know what's going on and and uh, and you know not that I didn't have faith at that time you know I always believed in God but I just never never found a church to where it was like I felt comfortable you know Lisa was Catholic and so she always tried to take me to Catholic Mass and I just never got anything out of it I just didn't yeah. I didn't understand it I didn't know when to kneel when to stand when to do this when to do that and I was just like this is no this is too much so I sat sitting there and, and Chris Burns and Steve McAvick came up to me, and then they started talking about tattoos. And I found out later that, you know, Dan was like, go up there and talk to that guy. You know, he's got <laughs> tattoos. Get him. So, so they did. We talked about tattoos for a little while and then went through service. Then we went out in the parking lot for the Loaves of Fun Fair, and, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, it was great. You know, everybody's on the bounce house and, and all that stuff, and they, everybody was just having a really good time. And it was, it was just really, really fun. And then Dan came up, and, and if you guys don't know listening, Dan's a hugger. I mean, that, that guy will hug anybody. And here I am, six foot two, six foot three, 300 pounds, and he just comes up and just gives me a big old hug without even knowing who I was or anything, you know, and then tells me that, you know, hey, we need more guys like you in church. We need to let guys know that it's okay to be a man and and come to church and love Jesus. And I'm just like, all right, that that really it, it hit with me. It sat with me, you know, and it just said, you know, yeah, he's right. You know, it is it is okay to be a man and, and love Jesus and, and you know and not be afraid to admit it, you know. So I mean that it just kinda stuck with me and then when Lisa asked me, Well, you wanna go to church next Sunday? You know, they've got a They've got another service. They've got like three different services to where, you know, they have one where they play music. And I'm like, oh, really? All right, well, let's, let's go do that, you know. So, so we did that, and I saw the, the praise team up there, and I just I enjoyed it. So, you know, and then, of course, you got Dan and Paul, who are the sermonators. You know, I mean, these guys, <laughs> I mean, their sermons are just fire. So, 
you know, I mean, that'll get you right there alone. So, I mean, it just, that's how we came to this church, but it was, it was all because of her brother started coming here. And, uh, so, so I guess Lisa and I owe it to him, you know, and, mm. and, uh, for, for bringing us here. So. Yeah, what a what a neat story, and especially you know having been uh, kind of in the proximity, watching all of this play out, and uh, just as you tell it, hearing you rattle off these names left and right, and it's so powerful to to know that you know I started with with uh, Chris and Allison being here with their boys, and and then you know Lisa, of course, had been uh, working on you for I'm sure long before that, and and continued. And then to you know Steve and and uh, Chris coming up to you and and Dan being like oh we got to get this dude in the mm-hmm. mix and and uh, you know knowing that all of these people the people on the praise team those who were part of worship that that week before um, and you know those uh, you know I was involved in the loaves of fun fair prepping everything for that there was a ton of work that went into that and a lot of times we would look at each other in the meetings and be like is it really worth it you know all this these months and months of preparation. But the simple fact that, you know, that that uh, that one event was a, an integral part of why you're here and why your faith has blossomed the way it has. And then all the impact that you've had on so many other people, um, you know, that alone was worth putting on that fair that year, and, and which is incredible. So I hope it's a, an encouragement to people to hear that. You know, the little things you do, the big things you do, it, it matters. And now, you know, Frank is uh, one of the, the uh, incredible leaders in this church that's out there um, working his tail off, trying to bring new people uh, that, were, you know, are just like he was. Uh, it was five, six years ago, maybe a little uh, little hesitant, uh, not so sure, you know, where they're at in their faith, what it means to be a part of a church. And he's out there uh, promoting and, and uh, working his tail off, trying to get more people in there. Uh, in in the mix, just like he was. So, um, really cool story in in that respect. Uh, really fun to to take in the whole scope of that and and all the people that played a part. And I I kind of think your you know the story of your uh, coming to this church was more or less the story of your your faith and and mm-hmm. the growth of your faith. But I'll let you um, you know chime in if there's anything more you want to say in that regard. But at the same time, I'll ask you uh, this more specific question. Uh, you know, for those who may not know, Frank and Lisa have been, uh, amongst other things, many other things, active in our, our Bible studies here at the church and uh, have been part of the leadership team for disciple studies for the last couple of years. And, and I've had the, the privilege uh, on occasion to sit down and, and just with open Bibles and dig into the Word and have some incredible discussions with these guys. Uh, but I'll put you on the spot here, Frank, and, and just ask you, what is uh, your, your favorite a Bible verse, Bible passage. Where is it in God's Word uh, that you get you get your fire from? What's your favorite? Sure. Well, I've got to, I've got to kind of pick two, and I'll I'll give you the the plain and simple of the two. Um, the the one is pretty simple because it is our you know pretty much what Armored Disciples is about. You know, it's Ephesians six ten through eighteen, the whole armor of God. Mm-hmm. If you don't know it, pull up your Bible app, look it up. It's a great, great verse. Um, and uh, it just talks about how you have to put on the full armor of God every day and to defeat the devil's schemes. And, I mean, it's just it's really powerful, and that's why we decided to use that as kind of the roadmap that Armored Disciples uses to live a victorious life in Jesus Christ. And the other one is, it's a cliche one, and I know everybody uses it, but it's John 3.16. And um, 
That one, there's there's a story that goes along with that. During one of the Bible studies that we were doing, Lisa and I were studying at home, and we, we study a lot together, you know, we'll, we'll sit down together and we'll read what we have to read during disciples class, and then we'll discuss the answers together. And, um, you know, I, we get deep sometimes, you know, I mean, we, we talk about and we ask the hard questions and... And God's not afraid of questions. You know, he wants us to ask questions. And he wants us to ask questions that we may think are, you know, a little like, I don't know if I should be asking that. I don't want a lightning bolt coming down and smacking me in the head, you know. Um, but one of the questions was, you know, I started talking about John 3.16. And I said, you know what? I said, I, I don't mean to sound blasphemous or whatever. I said, but if, if God knows everything that's going to happen, you know, and he knew that when his son was killed on the cross for us, that he was going to get him back three days later. Do you really give up anything? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because he knew he was going to get him back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we discussed it a little bit and, and, you know, Lisa, you know, basically schooled me on it, you know, as she always does, you know. <laughs> and uh, so the next morning, you know, I used the Bible app. And I, I had another app too, and it was, it was something like the Bible app, but it was it was a men's version mm-hmm. of it. Um, but I use the Bible app every day because um, they have the quote of the day or you know the verse of the day. So I woke up that next morning to John three three sixteen as the verse of the day, and in the Bible it you know it says you know that he gave up his one and only son. And on the Bible app, it said, yes, he gave up his one and only son. So, I mean, it actually, it was, it answered me and told me, you know, I mean, it was like God was really like talking to me. Yeah. And um, so I was like, is this one of those things like Facebook where they listen to everything you say? <laughs> so they heard us uh, yesterday yeah. right, and they, right. they popped it up on there. Right. So, you know, I asked somebody else, I said, I said, hey, do me a favor, check your Bible app and check the verse of the day and see what yours was. Same verse, same exact verse. So it's not right. one of those things to where it just listens to what you're saying yeah. and yeah. caters it to you, right. you know? So, I mean, it was just like that. And I was just, I mean, it, you know, the whole goosebump things. I'm right. riding to work, you know, and, and and I'm just, I'm like, I can't believe that, you know. I mean, he literally reached out and answered my question. Right. Um, and it was it was amazing. Right. And then uh, I think I think it was like a week later, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to check that men's version of the Bible right. app that I have and see on that particular day what, what their thing was. Same exact thing. No, oh, no way. It was the same exact thing. <laughs> it was John 3.16. I'm like, I got to compare these two. So I started looking at dates, you know, previous, because it'll show you all the rundown. Right. Everything else was different. So it wasn't like that men's version of the Bible app was copying off of the Bible app. Right. It was just God wanted me to see it and wanted me to hear it that yes. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it was, so that that has forever since been you know, right. yep. one of my favorite verses, and and it just—I know it sounds cliche, but but that's the story. So, right. yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's so that's I love those stories of where it seems like scripture just jumps, like literally jumps off the page, and and that's kind of why 
um, Jesus describes or the Bible describes that the, that the word of God is living and active and, um, and that it's a word that, you know, as I've read it <laughs> throughout my life and it, even reading the same passages that I've read many, many, many times before, I always speak a little differently as I get older. Um, but having passages that speak directly to you like that, um, this is a very powerful thing. And I mean, cliche or not, John three sixteen is is yeah. a powerful verse that um, speaks so much to the gospel message of Jesus Christ and His offer of salvation to everyone. And even those who are listening right now, if you don't know Jesus Christ, I encourage you to go to John three sixteen and learn about the one who died on the cross for your sins, rose again, and is offering you eternal life. So. Um, and that that gospel message is the motivation why why we do church, why we do this podcast, um, why we um, live, give our lives to Christ, and 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 follow Him. So, um, also one of the important things that we also want to talk about um, on this podcast is, and you've mentioned it several times already um, in passing, but we're going to speak very uh, specifically about it. Is is the Armor of Disciples Ministry. Um, I know you have great involvement in that. You also have a lot of involvement in other things in the church, but um, Armored Disciples, the thing um, you and your wife run together, um, I know that it has played a, a big role um, in your life. So how did the Armored Disciples ministry get started and kind of tell us all about, about that ministry? Sure. Well, that's an easy one. Lisa came up with it. <laughs> you know, right, yeah, the, yeah. I would love to sit here and say that I took credit for it and, mm-hmm. and that, that it was all me, right. but no, it, it was Lisa's right. vision. Um, you know, I mean, Lisa was working at the free store and, you know, we both ride motorcycles and she thought, how awesome would this be if we could combine two things that we love, serving Jesus and riding motorcycles. Right. And she brought it to me and she's like, hey, we should start a motorcycle ministry. And I was like, that's a sweet idea <laughs> I love that let's do that right. so um, so we did uh, we started it up um, we started it with five members it was uh, Lisa myself um, Chris Burns and Michael Perry and Dennis Hudson they were the, the first five to start that and um, and we had you know we had something started and uh, so, you know, what the Armored Disciples Motorcycle Ministry is, it's a motorcycle ministry who uses, like I said, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 as that road map through living a victorious life through Jesus Christ. Um, and we believe that all people reach a fork in the road. And by using the whole armor of God as a road map, we can make sure that we choose the correct path when we reach that fork. So... That's what we do. Um, we like to help out the community. We like to, you know, bring other motorcycle enthusiasts, riders. We just want to bring them all together, and we just, you know, want to teach them about Jesus Christ. And like you, you say it so much better than I do. You know about, uh, you know, just serving our Savior. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's something special about finding those intersections in our lives where we can. You know, for, for a lot of people, it's their job. Can I actually find something that I enjoy doing and, and find somebody willing to pay me to do it? You know, right. and that alone is a victory. But uh, for you and Lisa, it's been finding something that you're passionate about that you enjoy doing and that you can also serve others through doing. And that's what Armored Disciples for you is all about. 
And uh, clearly, we, we, we've seen evidence that a lot of other people have that, that same intersection in common. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're passionate about both, and, and, uh, and you've been kind enough to welcome those of us who know nothing about motorcycles to come alongside and, and be a part of many of your events. So uh, I think it's important to get that out there from, from the start that, uh, you know, everybody's welcome. There's a lot of awesome, awesome stuff that, that goes on through Armored Disciples that uh, there's a place for everybody. Um, and, and that'll flesh itself out here, I think, in a minute. But the, uh, what I want you to do, Frank, if you would, is just um, fill, fill our, our audience in on some of the really cool uh, events, um, ministry ideas, things that you've done in the past. Uh, they've, they've just such a, a diverse uh, number of different things you do, some for fun, some out of service, uh, some for, for growth. Um, so what are some of the things that Armored Disciples has been involved in in the past that you can share? Okay. Yeah, one of the one of the first things that we, we talked about doing when we all first got together was getting involved in prison ministry. Um, so so that was like one of the first things that we did. We we got together with Bill Glass Prison Ministries and uh, and we we actually went into the prisons and we we um, we talked to the to those incarcerated and and tried to get them to give their lives over to Jesus Christ and to, you know, make a change right there on the spot. I mean, that's, that's what it's, that's what Bill Glass was all about. I mean, it is, he is evangelism on the spot. I mean, it is, Hey, here's what we got to offer. Here's what the Lord and savior has to offer. You know, are you in, you know, and, and I can't remember the exact number. That was quite a few years ago that we, we did that particular Bill Glass Prison Ministry, and but I think it was, it was close to two thousand um, people that gave their lives to Christ that day. You know, so um, amazing. I mean, you know, it, and uh, just just amazing. There was so we we split up that day. We we went. Some of us went to the adult facility, and then some of us got to go to the youth to facility youth, yeah. and to talk to some of these youths. I mean. They're brilliant. I mean, some of these some of these kids are brilliant. And they just right. made bad choices, right. you know. And that's one of the things I know Lisa and myself are still really passionate about. We we want to get back in there. We want to get back right. in, and I would love to get back in with the youth, especially right. because if we can get them before you know they make yeah. the bigger mistakes, right. you know, right. I, I feel as though you know maybe we can turn some lives around, right. you know. Um, not that we can't turn the adult lives around as well. Um, Jesus is able to do right. amazing things in anybody's life if you're right. willing to open the door when he knocks. Right. Um, so there's the prison ministries. Uh, we do we host the bike blessing ride and picnic every year. We just had our fourth annual this year, and it was it was amazing. It was a great turnout. You know, I mean, I walked outside and saw how many bikes were out in the parking lot, and I was like, okay, yeah. all right, this is happening. <laughs> And um, just you know, I can't thank enough the people that, that showed up for that, and and uh, the the friends and and the relationships that we made from that one particular day. This just a month ago. All right. Um, let's see. We have teamed up with other ministries of the church to help out the community. Like we did the triple play a few years ago, where we passed out bicycles. We leaned up linked up with Twice Blessed Free Store and linked up Bike Ministry to pass out bikes to those who do not have them in the inner city. 
And while we were there, we cooked hot dogs on the grill to make sure everyone had something to eat. And they also got an opportunity to go into Twice Blessed Free Store and do some shopping. Um, this year, this past year, we started our lot parties out here in the parking lot at Rocky River United Methodist Church. Um, and uh, and those that stands for life overcome together. You know, so we go out there and we just... This is where we invite other motorcycle clubs, groups, riders to join us in the parking lot here at the church and we cook some food and we have fellowship, we have music and then um, it, it's just something to do besides go to a bar on a Saturday night. You know, a lot of motorcycle riders, some of them, I mean, a lot of them are recovering mm -hmm. you know, right. and they, they want to ride with other motorcycle riders, but a lot of motorcycle riders like to go do other things. Right. So, I mean, this is this is an opportunity for those to get out there and on a Saturday night and just hang out with other motorcycle right. riders and people who love who love riding and and uh, all that stuff. And, and we do that once a month um, during the during the riding season. And, you know, all that info is on our Facebook page and all that stuff. And this year we started adding themes to those nice. parking lot parties uh, like June. This actually this this Saturday, and I don't know when this is going to be aired, but yeah. but this Saturday on the June 19th, we're doing axe throwing out in the parking lot. <laughs> As a matter of fact, today I'm building the axe throwing boards, the targets, and yeah. I'm building those today. Um, don't put my face on it. No, like, I, I, <laughs> we will yeah. not. Nobody's, nobody's face, even, even if I wanted to. No, it'll just be targets. Um, and then, you know, July, we're doing the movie night because the weekend after the lot party is when we're going to have our huge bike night here. And that's going to have, um, we're going to be watching the movie The Machine Gun Preacher because the next weekend after that, that's when Sam Childers, the man who the movie was about, is going to actually be here in person to give his testimony and to hopefully, you know, we're, we're trying to raise money for his ministry. Mm -hmm. And nice. um, if you're not familiar with him, show up watch the movie get familiar with them and then and then turn up on the bike night and it's not only for motorcycle riders you know i mean everybody can come we're gonna have food we're gonna have live music we're gonna have you know a bunch of stuff going on so it's gonna be great um august we're we're talking about parking lot olympics you know it's gonna we're gonna have a dunk tank out there and and you'll get to dunk one of us in the ministry i'm not sure who it'll be i'm Probably assuming it'll probably be me or <laughs> me or Chris or Lisa. I guess we'll probably we'll probably draw straws to yeah. see who gets or depending on how many people we have out there, maybe we'll get waterlogged and we'll all have to do it. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, just a, a lot of cool stuff going on in the right. summer, and uh, these parking lot parties are just kicking off. So um, yeah, just yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's there's so many. I mean, it's exciting. There's so many things going on, um, and it's really exciting to see that you guys have this future. So you've done things in the past, but you also have exciting things that are happening in the future. Um, and I think that's really encouraging to see that um, that this ministry is continuing to change lives and the ministry is continuing to look forward, um, continuing to be creative, too. I mean, you guys are being incredibly creative with different ideas. Um, to reach different people, to reach um, and, and bringing in guest speakers and everything. So, um, yeah, I really encourage people to get involved. Um, and as you said, you don't need a bike, right? You don't need a motorcycle to get involved. In no, motorcycle. no, not at all. No, I mean, we're, you know, I mean, anybody that, that would like to come and see what we're about and come and talk to us, I mean, we 
we love it. You know, I mean, we just love talking to people, and it's just great. So, right. Um, now we can't get you off the podcast. We have two. Th- well, one, um, you have to tell us. Do you, you mentioned you have a bike? So, mm-hmm. what what kind of bike do you have? Um, just you can just go ahead and just poetically wax your bike. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's. You know, my bike, there's nothing special really about my bike. Now, if we were talking about my old bike, that's a little, you know, <laughs> that, that's pretty unique. But, um, no, I have a 2006 Electric Glide Classic with about 60,000 miles on it. Yeah. It's a workhorse. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's already got over 1,000 miles on it this year alone. Oh, you know, wow. and we're, wow. we're not even into the thick of the riding season. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, Electric Glide Classics. They're, they're kind of the old man bikes, you know. I, I was just like, I'm not ready for that yet. But um, but I, I decided I was ready for it. You know, it's got the bags and then the trunk where you can carry all your wife's purses, curling iron, straightener shoes, makeup bags, outfits, and on and on and on. Right. You know, and then you might even be able to have a space where you can find to put your wallet in there or something. But right. most guys don't. They just keep them on a chain and keep yeah. them in their pocket because they want to make sure their wife has all the spot right. that they need for right. all their stuff. Right. So, but yeah. um, but yeah, it's it's just uh, like I said, it's a 2006 Harley Davidson Electric Glide Classic, um, nice. and that's it's nice. it's comfy. I mean, yeah. it's a lot more comfy than my old bike was. I'll tell you that. <laughs> my old bike, I could ride for about 45 minutes. And I had to get off of it and stand up and walk around, and, <laughs> and that was it. When we we went that's down funny. to uh, see Kristen at her church in Sycamore, it was like a two and a half hour ride oh, there and wow, a two and a half yeah. hour ride back and on oh, that old wow. bike it was not fun <laughs> not fun at all five hours on that thing but uh we, we made the trip last year on on this bike and right. it's so much better right so right. much better and what does lisa ride because you said she rides yeah yeah lisa she's got two bikes in the, oh. in the garage right now <laughs> yeah I, I had to get rid of my other one she's <laughs> right. still got yeah. two. Right. 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 so she's she has a 2016 indian scout Okay. And uh, it's it's an amazing bike, and uh, and she loves it. And then she's she has the bike that she originally learned on, still in the garage, which is a 2000 Honda Rebel 250, and it's okay. all bobbered out, and it's all you know fancied up. And, right. Well, not fancy. We took like everything off of it right, and turned it right. into a bobber. But right. uh, yeah, it's funny. She she gets. Anytime she rides that one, she gets tons of people come up. Can I take a picture of that? Let me look. I'm like, you know, I, I had it in my, in my old bike. I, I took it to the Ohio Bike Week and, like, actually took first place in its class, you know, oh, for wow. custom builders' bikes. And, wow. And we'd ride our bikes together, and people would be looking at her bike, and I'm like, hey, over here. <laughs> look what I got. <laughs> Pay attention to me. I'm special. You know, but, um, but yeah, she, so she's got, she's got both of those. And, uh, and then my older daughter emily she she bought a little scooter so that's in the garage yeah, we don't yeah. talk about that <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about yeah. that. Awesome. she's she's too I don't, I don't know if she's yeah. trying to get rid of it or what because she's <laughs> she's so tiny yeah. that like you have to to put the kickstand up it's like one of those kickstands that's on the bottom and right. you gotta kind of pull the scooter up <laughs> yeah but she doesn't have enough weight behind her to like put the kickstand down and uh, pull it so she can't she's got to take somebody with her every time she rides it right. just to be able to put it on the kickstand right. or she just lays it down I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for a scooter, right. give me a call. I'll ask her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. All right. So now with every interview, um, we we tend to end with rapid fire questions. So you, um, the really simple questions, um, it's just kind of like um, either or questions. Um, 
questions that you get to choose between two different options. So rapid fire questions, super simple, um, but it's my one of my favorite parts. <laughs> so um, I forgot about these. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about these. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for vacation spot, would you rather go to the beach or the mountains? Oh, the mountains for the mountains. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fat guys in sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's right. horrible. Fat guys in sand. I <laughs> love right. it. I love it. Uh, all right. So, do you say soda or pop? Uh, I think pop. Pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I say soda. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably say, I guess it depends. All right. Road trip. Would you rather do like a long road trip or fly directly to your location? Oh, man. That's, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire, but man, those are, it depends on who I'm with, I guess. Right, right. You know? <laughs> right. If you're with Paul, what, what do you, <laughs> yeah. If you're with Paul, you're going to fly there, right? No, I, I don't know. It's just. Uh, Throw me on the back of your bike. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Get there yeah. right quick. We look yeah. like dumb and dumb. Right? Get him a sidecar. 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 But. Uh, I don't know. It, it all depends on where I'm going and what right. kind of mood I'm in. I'll, I'll, I've got no problem driving, right? but uh, I get road rage really quickly. Right. Right. So if everybody's out of my way, right. you know, yeah. I'm fine. Does <laughs> yeah. everybody else get off the road right. and I'm good? I'll let you do mm-hmm. Yeah, That's good. Um, okay. Would you rather, you kind of mentioned this, um, mm-hmm. would you rather do fishing or hunting? Yeah, mm-hmm. the option to choose. Well, I don't know. Both are great. I mean, yeah. I love shooting my guns, you yeah. know, but, uh, I mean, fishing's relaxing, hunting's relaxing. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're equal. I mean, right. I'm, I'm going to go with equal. Right. I, I couldn't. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you're not going to make me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. That's funny. I'll have to ask Lisa and see what, because she'll probably know the real answer. Yeah, right. What you yeah. really like. All right, here's the, the last question. If you had unlimited free time, what would you do? Unlimited free time. Unlimited free time. Oh, goodness. I, uh, I don't know. I would probably... I'd probably be playing music, riding motorcycles, or, uh, you know... I don't know. I probably should spend more time with the family, though. That's probably the better answer. Right. (laughs) Um, Right. But the underneath answer, I'd probably ride some motorcycles and and play music a lot. Yeah. Uh, but my my yeah. on air answer is spend time with my family. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's a good one because Lisa said make sure he says that. If he yeah. doesn't say it, then he he's in trouble. So you yeah. just <laughs> you just saved yourself there yeah. on that one. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we want to thank you so much, uh, Frank, for doing this interview and and speaking about your. Um, your life, your faith, um, your background, and also speaking about Armored Disciples and the ministry that um, you and Lisa, especially Lisa, started. That's so right. That's right. <laughs> um, it's it's just really exciting to um, hear that what the ministry is doing, what they've done, and the future of the ministry. Um, really excited that you guys are um, partnering with other ministries in the church and and really helping um, get the word out about Jesus Christ and your faith. Um, inviting guests, guest speakers and stuff. It's just exciting to see what the ministry has planned. Um, And this is why we do these interviews is that because it's all about the story and to hear Frank's story, uh, we pray um, that it's in a strength and encouragement to your faith. And if you don't have that faith of Jesus Christ, 
um, hopefully this you can see what Christ can do in our lives as he uh, as his story interacts with our story and eventually we, we give our story to him and we allow him to direct us and um, hopefully these these interviews uh, again can minister to your life um, and encourage you also to share your story with your friends and family um, because I think our stories um, have the biggest impact when it comes to witnessing the people. Yes, knowing Bible verses is, is critical and important and, and speaking the scripture, but also when people see your your personal life change um, through the gospel um, also speaks volumes. So um, we want to thank you, Frank, for getting on. And, Absolutely. Um, oh, and Paul has something for us to hear. <laughs> Stealing the mic from Stephen real right. quick. Hey, uh, Frank, real quick before yeah. we sign off, can you repeat if you if you already said it or clarify um, the the lot parties, what yeah. uh, what day and time, and then especially the the July event? Can you give the the day and time so people sure. are, can start getting those on the calendar? Absolutely. So so the lot party for June, like I said, I'm not I'm not exactly sure when this is going to air, but this is this Saturday, July or June nineteenth. Um, and uh, I believe our next lot party in July is supposed to be the 17th of July. That is when we're going to actually do the movie. Um, there will be more info on our Facebook page about that because I think it is going to be actually at another church where we teamed up with another motorcycle ministry. Mm -hmm. They've been helping out a lot this year. Um, and they wanted to do something for us. They wanted to. They wanted to host it. So, so we said, yeah, you guys can host. You know, because they got the big. It'll be like a drive-in movie thing. You mm -hmm. know, we'll be outside and everything like that. Nice. And if it's raining, it'll obviously go inside. Right. And then the Sunday after that is when we're doing the big bike night here. It's from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. We're going to have um, Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher. He's going to be here to speak. Um, we're going to have Billy Morris in the Sunset Strip here for live music. He's also bringing his smoke and rock and roll barbecue food truck. Um, so there's going to be a food truck out there for everybody. We're going to have some tents up for some shade. And, and uh, you know, it's just going to be a great time. We're going to try and raise some money for Sam's ministry because he's doing great things. And if, like I said, if you don't know who he is, I can talk on for about an hour about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, probably longer than that. But uh, that is July 25th. So mark that on your calendars. We're hoping to have a huge turnout. I would love to see nothing more than 200 motorcycles out in this parking lot with 400 people. It would be fantastic, you know, um, to come out and show support for another ministry. Uh -huh. But, and, and also, I mean, if you're, if you're interested in, in volunteering, we could use some volunteers for such a big day like that. It's a big event, like Paul said, with the Loaves of Fun Fair. It, it was such a big undertaking. You know, you don't realize how many people that you could actually use so if you'd like to volunteer for that event, we could use some volunteers. Just get a hold of us on the Facebook page, message us, and, and you know, we'll get back with you. So. All right, July 25th, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, we, got, we got time to get it all revved up, make sure we spread the word. Uh, it's it's going to be a blast. This parking lot is going to be hopping, and uh, you don't want to miss out. So uh, thanks, Frank, for uh, coming on with us. Stephen and I have been looking forward to this for a while, and uh, you've even inspired us. Um, so we, we were discussing, since we're not currently 
motorcyclists, you know, that, that everybody should have an opportunity to have a ministry such as yours. So we were thinking maybe like a minivan ministry, yeah. you know. <laughs> minivan. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I've been in the minivan phase of life for 10 years or so. Yeah, Steven's right. just a, a new just, recruit. Right. He's kind of struggling well, with a it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, but I, the, I, uh, I grew up driving a minivan. That was actually my first car that I had to drive was a minivan. And it's funny because actually it's kind of a long story, but my, my brother needed, he had a school project and I, for, he had to make a CD album and it was me in front of a minivan, like I was posing with the minivan as his cover album for a CD and I was called 81 Mini, so, <laughs> so I kind of have a history of minivans. Yeah, well, all you guys need is some New Balance and some tall socks <laughs> yeah. and you guys would be perfect. <laughs> You know, get you some New Balance and some tall socks, oh, and, yeah. and you'll be in there. Oh, that hurts. I had to look under the table. <laughs> sure you see we're we're already already yeah. guilty. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Minivan ministry, would, here we come. Listen, I would rock some New Balance. <laughs> they, are, they are a comfy shoe. Uh, right. That they are. Yeah. All right, it, it's been fun. Thanks, Frank, for your time. Yeah. Thanks for coming Absolutely. on with us. Thanks for all that you're doing uh, for, for this church and community and for God's kingdom. Uh, keep up the great work, and we look forward to those upcoming events and uh, partnering with you in any way we can. So thanks a lot, Frank, and uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll catch you next week.